This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Rob Ryan Red, a Wrexham FC podcast by Nathan Salt and Rich Faye, bringing you all the latest views, news and interviews from around the race course. Now, if you're new around here, make sure to subscribe. But enough of that. Let's get on with the show. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, what will be, will be. Wrexham, are we off to Wembley? We're recording this just moments after Wrexham have beaten Notts County in the quarterfinals of the FA Trophy. Goals from Dan Jarvis and James Jones as Wrexham have come from behind again. Another win, seven in a row, the first time Wrexham have won seven games on a on the spin since 2003 we got promoted that season we'll look back at the earlier result this week as well and how that leaves us in the promotion picture but first naif fa trophy then it's a competition that maybe we say we don't care about too much but when you get to the semi-finals you really want to win it 90 minutes from wembley that would be a fairy tale finish for the documentary wouldn't it what an um, mate what a result that is it looks kind of I was moaning and I was getting pelters on Twitter for the the selection and and talking about changes and and I've been a big defender of the trophy, you know, play your best team and I'm not fussed about injury and I'm all about momentum and the manner of that keeps your momentum going. That is huge, Rich. The the way the one and and I've just got to say before we even get into it any more, James Jones. I mean, what a display! Goal, assist. He, he looks a man reborn. He. he he's just unbelievable and I'm so happy for him because what a moment 620 odd fans there tonight braving it on a Friday night with loads more watching on the stream all around the world yeah I couldn't be happier everyone in that squad let him enjoy his moment because yeah what a display that was and, and it was touch and go for a while but mate we're in the last four we're in the final four it's it the owners can they can touch Wembley and if they thought the race course was amazing and it is the Kairos is incredible imagine them getting to Wembley I just I'm you can tell I'm getting a little bit carried away it's very exciting we just finished we're in the hat mate I'm I'm, I'm I'm buzzing yeah and another thing as well like just think how my fans will take now with this extra sort of amplification of support that we've had this season anyway I mean we're selling out home matches with ease and having bumper crowds every week so you know if you can get eight nine thousand at the race course for midweek games 
20, 25,000, 30,000 for a potential FA Trophy final, who knows? But like you said, we maybe can't get too far ahead of ourselves because there is the potential of a semi-final and it could be Stockport. I mean, there are more variable ties out there. Of course, the other caveat is we don't know who else is in the hat at this stage. We will do on the next podcast and there might even be the draw to reflect upon as well when we do that. But Nath, just in terms of the performance then, I know that we always like to have a go at Parky. And I I, like you, when I saw the lineup for... I understand why you've gone with the core of players, but I didn't understand why he dropped both strikers. Um, obviously, mm. there has been a bumper run of games lately, but don't play Bromley for eight, well, a the week 19th, now, is it? Yeah, 19th, yeah. So a week mm. off. So I didn't really get that. But again, Parkey is, is absolutely justified his team selection. He got a game management spot on. There were a few shaky moments. There was that call for a penalty, not for me. They had that shot at the end where it canned off the underside of the bar and I thought, oh my God. And then there was the prospect of penalties and I was dreading it, to be honest. But to be honest, mate, first half, the Hosanna one, I think we get away with it. If that was at the other end, I would have wanted a pen for that. The second one is a, just a dive. It is, there's no getting away from it. That, that lad's dived. Um, but when it hit the bar, I just thought, and I was watching it with my housemate, who's, who's an Arsenal fan, so he's used to disappointment. And he very much enjoyed the Wrexham experience, but he was saying, oh, this is only going one way. And I tell you what, we're praising Parkey. He got it He got it spot on. But what I would say is I was so pleased to see Mullen and Palmer came on because you saw Palmer using that strength, using that physicality to win free kicks, slow the game down, just lift us up the pitch a bit. Because I thought for the first 20 minutes, I thought nothing would stick. I mean, we couldn't, you know, it's not Ponticelli's game, that in my opinion. People may argue differently, but he just isn't the hold-up man anywhere near what Ollie Palmer is. And I think no, the I think James Jones Nath, goal... Yeah, yeah, go on. I was going to say on that, tonight to, to me just proved that Ponticelli is an impact sub and that's it really at this stage. Yeah. And yeah. you know there just isn't a substitute for Palmer and Mullen. You forget just how good they are. They're just a class above anything else that we've got at the club. And it was... I think for me, if you'd have had Jake Hyde, if you'd have had Jake Hyde in there... I, I would have felt more confident just because he, he, he's more of a finisher that I would believe in. I know he's been out for a long time and he's still out and wishing him well. But yeah, the, the drop off now from Mullen and Palmer is, is, I think, significant. And what I think happened when they came on was they allowed others to get more time on the ball. You know, the defence, the th- back three was so preoccupied with Palmer and Mullen. It gave James Jones a lot more room. It gave Luke Young a lot more room and... And there you go. Uh, there, there we are for the winning goal. Oh, mate, I can't even speak. James, I'm just so chuffed for him. What a moment. Yeah. And the cup's on, mate. I, I love the trophy. I don't know what Johnny Hunt hooked me when uh, he scored at at, uh, at Wembley. But, oh, it, seven in a row, Rich, since what, 2013 or something. This is ridiculous. 2003. We're, we're, 2003. 2003. Well, mate, we're on a, last promotion season. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, but we're, we're on a roll, mate. This is, this, they massively are, mate. The stars are, are aligning. And. I, there's such a difference between saying we're seven unbeaten or, you know, we, 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 we're on the seven game run and we're back to zero. You know what I mean? That And some people will say, well, it doesn't matter. It's the league. I care more about the league. We all care more about the league. But how good does this feel tonight? It feels amazing. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why you wouldn't want to win every single game you're involved in, and particularly when there is that carrot at the end of the Wembley showpiece event and oh, everything it would mean for the club and, you know, hopefully the last time we're ever in the FA Trophy, so why would you not want to win it and, and, and go out on a high? And I think another point which I wanted to 
to make as well, Nath, is it's the character, it's the momentum. I know that managers love the buzzwords of consistency, etc. But to come from behind against a team like that and produce a performance, a professional performance, it just breeds so much confidence. And again, like we said earlier, and we'll probably get onto in the later half of the pod when we look back at other games we've had, you know, the Wilson one, etc. And the amount of late wins we've had, Halifax as well, where we've, in games where we've had to come from behind, the character, the momentum of this team, just incredible. And I think in terms of unsung heroes as well tonight, I, again, I mean, I thought Tozer and Young did their jobs really well. They sort of mopped things yeah. up, sort of captain's roles that they, that they do occupy anyway. Mm. Jarvis, I mean... Got the goal Fair so well taken that. Fair play to him. And it said a lot you know, that I, he wasn't one of the players who came off as well. Mm, yeah, no, I, I, you know, he was among the, the five changes that I questioned before and I think he took his goal brilliantly. Uh, just something that's cropped up, someone's just tweeted us, Rich, as I say, we're calling this straight after the game. Um, someone put, if we get a home draw, which is be April the 2nd, a one-off game, no two legs anymore. If we get a home draw next round, then that will be seven home games in a row after Bromley. Well, that's bonkers. The Kairas. Mate, that, that is, is seven home games in a row. Yeah, I mean, I was going to bring this up anyway. I probably will do in the second half as well. But we've already got that. Is it six? Yeah. Yeah. Something, something like that. I'll, yeah, I'll have a look again. We've, we've got such so many home games coming up. And I mean, but the thing is, we've won away here on the road. And again, I'm going to be perverse and go play devil's advocate. But this is another valuable experience for the playoffs. If, if we do miss out on the title... Mm. To be able to go and, okay, it's the FA Trophy. It's a bit of a different affair because Rodriguez and Roberts were on the bench as well for Notts County, but we had Mullen and Palmer, so I think they were very even teams all night. But again, character. It comes down to character and game management and, and just doing whatever you've got to do to, to get the win over the line. And we've done it. And yeah, I've just got a massive smile on my face because I, I, I think mate, as well... I do. I do. Yeah. I think it's probably this is probably how Liverpool fans felt after the Carabao Cup. <laughs> you, you probably say that I don't care too much, but... God, why would you not yes, want to win every trophy? I've never understood that. That's, that's my Mate, biggest we... pet peeve in football, though, is fans who try and poo-poo a certain competition. <laughs> Silverware's memorable, The whole Mate. point memorable. of football is to win trophies, and there's only... like I'm saying this from a Premier League point of view. Most teams can only win three trophies a season. Most of them mm. have no chance of winning the Premier League, so they've got a chance at two trophies a yeah. season. Why would you not want to win a trophy? It is absolutely... It blows it my mind. blows my mind as well. You know, yeah. And if, 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 you, if you come very, very quickly, you know, say, say we come second off the... Say we come second, and for whatever reason, you know, let's say I'm playing devil's advocate, it doesn't pan out for us, and we, we don't go up. I'm not saying the, the, FA tro- the FA trophy is obviously no great consolation, but it's a trophy, mate. Johnny Hunt and that day out of Grimsby is one of my favourite memories as a Wrexham fan up there with you know going to Brighton and and for a large chunk going to Stoke um but you, you've, got, you've got to try and win trophies and I think this is a massive boost for that group of players you know they want to win tro- these players want to win trophies Ben Tozer knows what it means to win a trophy knows what it means to get promoted winning games now is only a good thing and what I would say probably the only downside Rich I think we can agree on is apart from the soft nature of their goal which I'm sure will be looked at in the analysis Bryce Hosanna having to go off. A blow for Bryce because he was obviously knocking on the door to try and get more game time. Yeah, and I thought he looked quite good in terms of the way he ran forward. He had that that, that burst of speed where he had sort of two step overs, he cut the ball back and then Young's shot was blocked, I think, by Ponticelli in the end. 
again, we sort of talk about competition for places, don't we? And I think it was telling that it wasn't Tyler French who came on. It was Hall Johnson. Parkinson mm. just has a favourite there in, in Hall Johnson. And I think that Hazana is the only player who's realistically got a chance of filling in ever at right wing back. But I think he's really settled on McFadzian and, and Hall Johnson at the moment. And again, it's good for them all to have a run out there as sort of a back five unit at, at a stage tonight. Obviously, things have not gone too well for Hazana. He's got a lot of raw attributes and he's maybe a bit more direct than Hall Johnson, but both of mm. them do lack an end product, don't they? I mean, they've been... Hall Johnson, I think, in the last few weeks has been a bit of a... A bit of a strange one, really, because like I say, yeah. he's a first name on the team sheet, but I've not been too too convinced by him. But no. I'm not I'm not in the mood to be negative now. But yeah, no, hopefully, God no. hopefully God Bryce no. is on the mend, and I just I'm just smiling, and, and, and hopefully Jordan's on the mend because Jordan Davis has been on Twitter saying uh, James Jones is on fire, and uh, can we? I can't argue with that. I'm uh, what a turnaround. You know, easily, he must have been so down about the whole... And I've never had the privilege to chat to James Jones, uh, you know, as I have maybe other members of the squad. He must have found it so tough just not working out for him. And now he's getting his just rewards. He's stuck in there. He's dug in. He's applied himself right. And credit to Parkinson and maybe credit to Tom O'Connor because it might be one to get into in the second half of the, of the podcast, Rich. But, oh, I, I'm... I, I was a big defender of the trophy and I'm absolutely buzzing with that. Late wins, you can't beat them. No, you can't. And the other thing as well, which is exciting about the FA Trophy this season, is it ends in May, you know, 22nd of May. I think that's usually the playoff final date, isn't it? I mean, that sort of weekend. I mean, there's still debate, mm. isn't there, about where the trophy would be this this season, is it? I, I know think the, the trophy's at Wembley. I think the trophy will be at Wembley. With Usually they, they tally it with the FA Vars, don't they, and do kind of like a non-league day sort yeah. of... Um, so I think I think that'll be at Wembley. It's okay, the playoff yeah, it'll be the final, week before I think. the, the yeah, playoff the week before weekend. the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, so sorry for the confusion there. I, yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see how that all pans out. And I'm telling you, Steve Parkin, Rich, Steve Parkin's already been on the presser. He put, "We're delighted. The lads deserved it. They did really well. We're one step away now from walking out at Wembley." And I think for all of those players, I think we'll get onto it in terms of, you know, the the pride that maybe some of them would have for England. See. Walking out of Wembley special. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you've been promoted or what. Walking out of Wembley is a special feeling. Yeah, and, and again, I hope they can do it with Wrexham badge on the chest, mate, because that would be huge. Yeah, and again, I think the Wembley factor is interesting because as a Welsh club, I mean, the Millennium. Sure. Pro- you know that's the national stadium in terms of as a showpiece event, and we had the LDV vans there. But Wembley's still Wembley, and I know it's got lots of association with the English FA and you know it's the home of their national team but it's still a momentous occasion and a day out and you know our record there now is two defeats and one win and we need to even that up and hopefully there are bigger trophy finals we've got to look forward to in in the years ahead but I think just on this FA trophy win then bring it on Nath I'm so excited like I said we'll look back at Boreham Wood in a second and, and the other win this week but what a week that's been what a week. The, on paper, it looked season-defining, you know, to be playing a, a big team, a team chasing promotion themselves in the FA Trophy and to have Boreham Wood as well. Two teams who, you know, we've struggled against in the past, two teams who are well-drilled, really well-organised, but two wins. We're, you know, we're in the picture for 
automatic promotion and we're into the semi-finals of the FA Trophy. What a week that has been. So, Nave, Tuesday night as well, the win against Boreham Wood. Is that the night that we start to believe that we could actually get promoted to the season in the league? Because I know we've always said that there's the caveat that we've got so many home games to come. We've got a bumper run of them on the horizon. I think there's one run where we have, it's about it's five or six out of seven games in a row at, uh, at home. I think that starts maybe back into this month, the start of next month as well. It does feel like, momentum is starting to build now I tweeted at full time and now you're going to believe us I think the win on Tuesday night has got me thinking that we could actually go up this season I'm not saying win the league because that isn't dictated necessarily just by how good we are it relies on Stockport dropping points but certainly second or third getting a favourable playoff tie and then who knows from there it's always going to be a lottery there's always going to be the mitigation but Boreham Wood, I was trying to sort of discuss this in the stadium myself. Is that the best performance of the season as well? Because Chesterfield away, the first half was Hmm. horrid, but second half was very professional, very good. Like I said, at the Chesterfield game, Parkinson had to adapt his tactics in the game. We had to sort of hold on and, you know, there was good game management there. But Boreham Wood, obviously we've conceded twice, so it doesn't look maybe that impressive in terms of, having dominance and total control over a game when you just look at it. But I felt like we were very comfortable throughout, really. And obviously, any team's going to have five, ten-minute spells in the game. But, yeah, I feel like this is the week where I've really started to believe we could go up. This is it. What are you thinking? I mean, you text me saying you think this could be it. Um, it I mean, what you've got, you've got to... There's nothing to not be positive about in the league at the minute, Rich. I mean, Stockport are getting a little bit twitchy. Maybe their results aren't, aren't saying so, but I said recently about the, the the old concept of the hunted and the hunter. And uh, of course, we'd love to be in Stockport's position first and, and and running away with it. But I actually think being the hunter may suit us because you need momentum. And if that involves us pushing all the way right through to the playoffs, I think that can only be a good thing because I think in years gone by, we've kind of ran out of steam a little bit going into the playoffs. You know, before the Eastleigh game, I know that that's a wonder goal that knocks us out. You go back, I mean, it's 10 years since the 98-point season. You know, is our curse finally over or about to be? Fingers crossed. But, you know, in that season, we stumbled into it and then we get we get thumped in the playoffs. And, and we've had that before. So I think, I hope that this title fight, whatever you want to call it, it goes on for as long as possible because if we don't do it, it still means, you know, We've got that momentum, and I think you're looking at the next two games, and they're just so many big games, Rich. You've got Bromley away. I know they've fallen away a bit now, but Michael Cheat, one of the top scorers in the league. And you think, okay, you've got to go down there. And I've been there before watching Wrexham, um, the ill-fated uh, era of Graham Barrow uh, post-Salford win. So what was the score that, there? That I, I don't even know, but I know what I, I think it might have been 2-0. What I do remember was it was Jason Oswell's debut for Wrexham and I had a I wouldn't say a spat I'm not really you know I'm like I'm not that tight but I definitely had an argument of sorts with another fan that was there who was essentially just ranting and raving at Jason Oswell within seconds of him coming on about how bad he was 
And uh, yeah, that was a that was quite a chastening evening. That one, uh, Hazel Lane is no frills, totally the totally uncovered away end. Um, if it rains when I'm there uh, a week on or well, a week today when this is out, week week Saturday, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be wet. It'll be wet and windy, but look, that's a massive game. And then Tuesday night in front of the BT cameras, Rich FC Halifax Town. Who you have to say, Pete Wilde's doing a brilliant job with them there. People like Billy Waters looking wonderful, you know, one of the league's best players, I think, this season. And they Look, were someone... much better than us, I thought, when we won at the show. That was a massively, proper Massively, you got away grab. with it. You, yeah. you were there, weren't you? We massively got away with that. And, and that might be one of the moments of the season. You think those those two points there, if it comes down to it, I think that, that will be hard to beat in terms of moments. Remember the year before, it was Borenwood away, wasn't it, when Riesel Johnson gets that last-minute winner and you got that great photo of of the bench jumping up. I think that's what you got at Halifax. I'm very jealous that I didn't get to make it for that one. Hey, but we yeah, got that down at Wilston though. We did, we did. But that one felt considerably more tin pot. I mean, yeah. it, it felt great in the moment, but like when you sort of like got... got it reminded of me of happens. Jordan Davis's last minute equaliser against Marine in the FA Cup. <laughs> I know this was for a win, the Wilston one, but yeah, like you that said... That was great. Just... The, the Wilston one was great. The limbs, like uh, we we completely lost it, didn't we? Um, jumping into everyone else's arms and... But you definitely weren't a massive fan of the vibe we got from Wilston's little ground. Uh, I think that's very cold as say. well. But no, I was going to say it was, as well, it, it was cold on that Halifax game. I've just got the fixtures up now. The Halifax game will start a run of six home games out of seven, and then it will be seven home games out of nine as well. Because at the end of it, we go to Woking, then we're back to to play Southend at home as well. I mean, it's they're looking just... good, Southend. They're going to be tough come that yeah. come that thirtieth. And we've got loads but of time to do podcasting now and then. I just want to but... say that now, for I'd probably say for the first time this season, to be honest with you, Nafe, I think we are really mm. the team that no one wants to play. Like I said, if you if we look back at the form table over the last five league games, we're the only team who have a hundred percent record. We've we've got fifteen points. Stockport have thirteen points. Altrincham, who we play over Easter, a third in the form table over the last five matches with 10 points from a possible 15. But then if you look back, and this is what really, you know, I think is the telling aspect of of how good we've become sort of quietly. So we're top of the form table over the last five games. Over the last 10 games, we're second in the form table. Over the last 15, we're second in the form table. The last 20 were second in the form table. The last 25 were second in the form table. Oh. And over the last 30 games, we are still second in the form table. So I, I've got to say form table there. I said it you, so you, many I think times. You, yeah, you, you, this, is, this is, come on, you could get it together now. We're, we're yeah. all very excited, aren't we, with the, the form? But you, you definitely can say the word table, form table. It's easy. Form nice table. Yeah, so. Table, table. What's, what kind of accent is that? I don't what really know. I, I can't no really idea. do accents. I did that. No, but there whatever that is. There was one podcast earlier in the season where I did someone's accent. I can't remember what it was. Did you? I, yeah. I need to go back in the catalogue. Do go back if you haven't already. Uh, easy. That's that's just an open goal, Rich. That's just a, a straightforward assist for me to plug the podcast. Uh, Twitter, you can find us there. Um, always doing Twitter spaces and uh, lots of uh, graphics and such and such. So that is at Rob Ryan Red. And if you want to email us, Got some nice emails this week asking us where this episode was, uh, uh, among other things. And I'll, I'll, I'll dig uh, yeah, one out. Yeah, I guess I was going to say as well, the reason oh. we haven't recorded earlier in the week is because we had the Knots uh, FA Trophy game, which was just looming. And we had yes. to sort of get that out of the way before we could do the pod. So, 
so Apologies. there you go. So so we we waited and we kept you kept you all on strings for a little bit, but no, uh, it's Rob Ryan Red at Gmail dot com, and you can find us yet yeah, if you want us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, the lot. You find us anywhere. You get all your podcasts. So thanks very much for all the support and all the ratings and yeah. I mean, lots of support, Rich. I mean, we're racking up the episodes and people actually missing hearing our voices so bizarrely for the week. And no game on a Saturday, so hopefully this is brightened a Saturday morning. What I was going to say, Rich, uh, very quickly, what you're talking about, we can we can both play the stats game. I'm 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 looking at one now that says Wrexham have won five league games in a row for the first time since August 2015, and have scored three or more goals in five of the last eight home games which was the point I wanted to get onto in that for so long, for so many episodes of this podcast, it was great away from home. You know, Aldershot, Kings Lynn, uh, Chesterfield, great away from home. At home, we just couldn't seem to figure it out. You know, teams were sitting a bit deeper. It's a different type of game at home. Well, there were suggestions, weren't there, that is it too much pressure for these players with the massive crowd, eight, eight, eight and a half thousand plus most weeks? And and I think the penny dropped a few weeks ago, and and now at home we're looking we're looking good. You know, a Boreham Wood team that had conceded, I think it was fifteen goals before they came to us. Ship four, Aldershot was four, could have been more. Kingsland was two, that could have been a lot more. So you know what the idea now of I think somebody raised it, didn't they? Saying, oh, are we better away in the playoffs because we you know we're better on the road? Well, actually now a one and done. At home, if we can get second or third to get to Wembley, looks a lot more tantalising a prospect. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's always been, again, the caveat that we hadn't played as many games away from, sorry, at home. And the teams we mm. had played away from home, we had massive wins against Kingsland and Aldershot. So that was always going to be sort of amplified a bit, the the impact of that and, and, and what it stood for. Um, and then if you look as well at the form table now, so if you look at it from the whole season, I know people go keep on saying he bloody loves <laughs> this form table, but you do love the form table, table. So all season long, we have the second best away record still. Stockport right. have the best away record in the league. They've taken mm. thirty-seven points from sixteen games. We've taken thirty-two points from seventeen games. At home, we are still only the ninth best team. Again, the mitigation of that is a lot of teams have played 16 or 17 home matches. We've played 14. Right. But what we want to boil it down to there is, is going to be the goals now then. So we've now scored 20 goals at home this season and only conceded nine. We've scored 36 away but conceded 21. And for the early part of the season, it was very easy because I did it every week and I'm sure lots of you did on social media as well to say how boring and sort of bad the home games were because nothing happened but now we can flip that and say well we don't concede goals at home only conceding nine two of them were against Yeovil it's and again two against Boreham Wood in a game we've won so that's almost half the goals we've conceded at home accounted for this season in the league from Yeovil from Yeovil defeat and from beating Boreham Wood it then becomes yeah like you said home form is very enviable and it makes you think yeah. that if we can get second or third, you know, obviously we want first, but if we got second or third, no one's going to want to come to the race course. A Pat Kairas for a, a playoff semi-final, it's going to be absolutely, it's to be hor- I mean, it'd be horrible, but it'll be so intimidating. The home crowd will be so up for it. Everyone will be 
just no, just uh, it'd be incredible. But, and yeah, and like it Hogan helps when it helps it helps when Aaron Hayden can jump about ten feet high in the air, which is just incredible. I mean, he jumps like an NBA player, and I watch a lot of I watch a lot of basketball, and you see these kind of like viral clips of of like posterized dunks. They're called where you just sort of tower completely tower over a player. And I mean, his goalie's boring wood. I've had on repeat. I just think he he jumps. It's a famous one if you watch it um, of of Cristiano Ronaldo when he was in Italy. Where he just, he just can just hang, yeah, he can just hang in the air, and I think Aaron Hayden is he, he spoke didn't he about they work on he works on that a lot with Ben Tozer in training in terms of the throw ins and, and and his hang time and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's six league goals was, for Aaron Hayden yeah. now. Which I mean, is just, how many assists is that for Ben Tozer now? He must yeah, be, I was I trying mean, to add this up because I remember when it began. There was certainly like a, a string where we had two or three in the space of maybe three weeks or so. And now I feel like we've had more. I mean, we had the Chesterfield goal. Was it one maybe at Dagenham? I can't quite remember. Mm. Then we've had, like we said, the goals there. I'd love the if someone could sort of find out how many goals are scored directly from Bento's if throws. I'd say it's about six great. or seven. You reckon six? I mean, talking of Hayden, I mean, Hayden scored more goals this season than in any previous campaign of his career. So this is the best scoring season of his career. I mean, he's got you know, great artillery in, in the sense of great, great um, service even from from Tozer. And I, I, I was kind of totting up, what, as you say, the six goals and, and, and where that falls. I mean, that's a third of his career goals this season. And, yeah. and for someone that had a slow start, I think he would admit that himself. And, and I've said it on record many times. He came down with, you know, 150,000, a lot of expectation, vice-captain at Carlisle. You know, he clearly had upset their fans by leaving. He now looks like a real Rolls. He looks like the Rolls-Royce we expected. And if he's, you know, in any way close to getting, say, 10 goals for the season, I think that's a phenomenal return for a defender. And you think, you know, at the beginning of the season, Rich, we lose, you know, we lose Theo Vassell, we lose Fiacra Kelleher. Oh, yeah, I criticised Sean Pearson. Yeah, we all did. I mean, you know, I would have kept Pearson. I would have kept Pearson, and I was at the time I was adamant about that. But you look at it now, and whoa, we we've really you have to say we've upgraded, haven't we, massively in 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 every one of those spots. Yeah, absolutely. And again, there's a huge credit to Matt Clower for that because he just looks like a first team player now. And I was really worried when Max first sort of came into the lineup because. I really like what he stands for, but I did think that it was just a bit too soon for him. I wasn't convinced at all, but now I don't bat an eyelid. He's really mm. just becoming more streetwise. He understands, you know, the sort of the dark arts of the game, which, you know, Boreham Wood are well mastered in. And, you know, I mean, I don't really want to have to talk about that, but they did what what they came to do, which is try and annoy the home crowd. But I think you've got to do that if you want. If you're a team like them who have more limited resources as well, they're a team who are made up of National League experienced players. They're the oldest team in the league. I think that's just what they do. But Max, someone like Max, it's almost... It's quite weird because Max Clareworth is would almost be better suited to playing League One Championship football where it you do play more with your feet and, you know, he could be someone like John Stones was at Barnsley, you know, quite silky and he doesn't have to do as much of the physicality, but he's got a crash course in now and he seems to relish it and he just seems to be learning so much. It's such priceless experience for him and that entire back three now, like we said at the start of the season, I mean, Parky's had to build it from scratch and I've criticised him a lot 
because we used to always say that he's a defensive manager. That's what he's built his reputation on. And we didn't look very good defensively. But credit to him, he's had to build this all from scratch. There was nothing there to work with. And now we've got a really formidable back line. I suppose it brings us on to the next topic of discussion as well, Naif, because Ben Tozer and Aaron Hayden are two of the free Wrexham players who have been elected to play for England C, um, a team in which only National League sort of players are are eligible. They've opened it up. It used to be a youth match in terms of you could only play, I think, for England C. Was it under twenty four or so? You something to be think, quite young. I think if you go, I think if you go right back, it, it, it if you go right back in it, it was actually for sort of non-professional players in in the sense that and by that I mean you know more amateur players so yeah I, I feel it's one of them where I if if I wanted to play for England or Wales or whatever and with all due respect a lot of these players are not going to make it Jordan we hope will and it would be great if Mullen made it into that Wales team but right now they're not in any position to to get especially for England you know any of our English lads are not going to get in Gareth Southgate's team for Qatar so um, no matter how how good that long throw is, unfortunately. So I wouldn't want to... It's tricky because I really wouldn't want to begrudge anyone that honour. You know, it's not for me to say, is it, if it means a lot to Ben Tozer or if it means a great deal to Aaron Hayden. I'm sure it does. But the timing couldn't be worse, could it? It's just... And, and you can already see other managers around the league perhaps having a little quiet word here or there. Stockport, it seems like they've pulled out their, their two... Um, their two players, Will Collar and um, I forget the other, the other lad's name is slipping my mind. But you know, I'm sure Dave Chaloner's thinking absolutely not. Um, I mean, what do you think? It's a, it's a really tricky one, Rich, because they they've been selected. I mean, do we think they've been consulted beforehand? I would guess no. I would guess they haven't been consulted about being selected because the Mullin England one is such a head scratcher. Yeah, I don't think they're consulted at all. I think it is just the manager taking his pick of, of who he wants, really, from the National League and just sort of cherry-picking to make a sort of NBA all-star side from the and, Van And Oli Palmer League. doesn't get in that. Oli Palmer doesn't get in that. Rob, Rob Layton doesn't get in it, apparently. I mean... So it's a load of nonsense to me. But I think club versus country debates are very are very tedious because, like you said, it we can't... Set, like From our point of view, you know, we're North Walian Wrexham fans... We don't want anyone to be playing for England, do we? But like you said, we can't we can't quantify what that would mean to Hayden or Toza, can we? Because like you said, particularly at that that I mean, Ben Toza's age, will he he might never even get this chance again. And if we get promoted, exactly. England C setup is gone for them. And it might only be England C, but it is a, still a chance to represent your country, something that they will have dreamed of as boys watching their teams fail in countless major international tournaments. We can't get tell a cap them or not. Did you get an official cap? I think you, you do get an official cap. You do. I think you. I pr- I'm pretty sure you do. That would sweeten the deal for me if I got an official. I mean, I'm obviously nowhere near getting in. I, I think you could have England D or you could have England Wales D C D E F and G. I don't think I'll be getting in. Um, but I don't even think you and me would start for a Rob Ryan Red eleven. To be honest, I think we'd do we be not. We wouldn't from, make. We, I wouldn't make bench. a Rob. I, I wouldn't make a Rob Ryan Red five aside, mate. Um, yeah. But no. I, if, I look. There you go then, an official cap. It's, and, and I see some people say, well, what if they both get injured um, in, in a game that doesn't mean anything? I've heard and I've, I've spoke, spoken to players who get injuries in the strangest ways. 
you know, there's 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 famous stories about players um, spilling, you know, red hot baby milk and, and getting a burn, and and then they're out for a period of time, or they fall, you know, they slip down the stair, down a, a couple of stairs, and then they're out for, God knows, th- three or four weeks. I, I don't, you can't, you cannot live in fear of a player getting a player getting injured because if I think if you start to think it, you're going to question challenges. And, you know, touch wood, I'm tapping on my desk right now, but, you know, something could happen to these players at any moment. So I don't think that's, a, for me, a viable excuse to pull them. Um, and I think that solely I would hope, Parkinson's doing a lot right at the minute, I would hope that he gave them the option and said, you know what, if you want to do it, then you do it. Because, like you say, you might never get this chance again. And uh, you know th- this is their chance to to represent England. So there's no Rob Layton there and no Ollie Palmer, but Ben Tozer and Aaron Hayden. If we're saying that they do want to play, they've they've more than earned it. I mean, they are far and away the be- the best or among the the best centre backs in the league by a country mile. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I think that's that's it ultimately. Hopefully, it doesn't cost us. Hopefully, we're not being pessimistic. But I do think that. You know, Parky might have a quiet word and say, right, we do want you for these games. I think, was it wedged in between the Weymouth away, wasn't it, and Dover at home as well? Like we say, maybe two winnable games, but you can't have any complacency whatsoever. But all I want is maybe for it, for it to be the player's decision because I think yeah. know, it, it's in their 100%. best interest. And I, I don't feel that I'm in a position to say what I think. Like, I can't make it my decision. Like, I want them to it's be not playing. It's my decision to make, is it? Exactly. I want them to be at their peak physical fitness and in fine form for Wrexham. I want us to get promoted. But, you know, when we're playing in the League One and the Championship, we're going to have to deal with some of our star players going away on international duty. Yeah. And if that's what they want to do, then that's that's what they can do. And yeah, Here's, here's wait. a question then, Rich. Yeah, we shall wait and see. But here's a question for you. How many assists do you think Rob Lainton has this season? Obviously, goalkeepers, it's more about saves. But I'm surprised by the number of assists, actually. Do you know? You know this, do you? Ever a goalkeeper? I don't know. I know. I. 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 I so I don't know. Let us know yeah. on Twitter how many. I mean, it's, it's it is out there, but an interesting one. Like, yeah, well, I saw. Well, it's only when I watched um, the highlights back on probably was whenever they came out. I watched them. Was it Wednesday they came out? Wasn't it? Yeah, I watched them on my phone and then I watched yeah. them as soon as I started work on Thursday morning as well because I was so happy with it. <laughs> but I only noticed sort of. After the game that Rob Layton had set up Mullen, I hadn't noticed sort of in the match. Obviously, it like I was I wasn't paying attention. I hadn't sort of given it any thought. And it's when I watched the highlights. I was like, God, Route One, Wrexham. I'm loving that. That is proper non-league goal. But what a finish by Paul Mullen that was. And yeah, I'm, like I said, this is the week where I've started to believe again now. And I know that it only takes one poor performance and we start feeling doom and gloom and think that you know it's the end of the world. We can overreact or whatever. But Again, it's that run of home games coming up. Six out of seven starting with Halifax Oof. at home at the end of the month. If we can get the Kairas into that fortress and just don't drop points, those sort of atmospheres, oh, it, I really it's, it's am starting to dream. isn't it? Goosebumps. And a, a quick word on Mullin. First Wrexham player to score 15 league goals in the season since Louis Malt, who I believe was voted by other fans as Wrexham's best player in the non-league era. Piece by Tommy Kaus. I think I think Louis responded to that and said he was grateful. But there you go. Louis got Louis got sixteen in that twenty fourteen fifteen season. Mullen is on fifteen league goals. You sure surely he's gonna go and beat that now. Is Shamanga's total out, out of reach? 
I don't think it's out of reach, to be honest. Do you think it's still there? I think it is still there. I mean, what would that be? A goal again? What did he get? 22? 24, Shamanga. So Mullen is nine behind and Michael Cheek's second in the list. But, I mean, it's Paul Mullen. I mean, you think about the other thing with Paul Mullen is he got his 15 goals. He was well off the pace injured for about a month, almost two months. He's Mm. been suspended for... What was been it? out for a gazillion seven, games, right? Yeah, seven, seven games, games as well. Yeah. As well, sorry, as well. God, I really am. Just and then is, to and, speak and, that, and that, is that even including the Maidenhead game where he's basically off for yeah. eighty-six minutes? So that's eight games, say. Exactly. So, if there's someone who can do it, it's Paul Mullen because he's just an absolute machine. He's played twenty-five times in the league for his this season. Like I said, the caveat is one of those was that game where he he came off straight away. Anyway, so you can't really count that, I think. You know, what is it now? He scored two against Aldershot, one against Kingsland as well, one against Boreham Wood. Four and He's three flying. in the league. He's flying. He's Superman. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I still think Paul Mullen can, can do it. I really do. Imagine that. That would that would be the icing on the cake. I know that it, it's, it, it, he'd trade every goal in, I think, if it meant Wrexham went up, but... Oh, that 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 that's good motivation, good fuel for him. And and while James Jones, um, last point kind of on on the week is while he's not going to be chasing down Shamanga, first goal for Wrexham at home. Big big for him, isn't it, Rich? Because he's had a tougher season than most, and I think he's been scrutinised and questioned, and he's come out of the team. He's come back in the team. Tom O'Connor's injury a bit more serious than we thought, and he feels good. He's, he's saying, isn't he, that he feels. He just feels in a better place. He, he, this is exact, I'll read you what he said um, to, to the leader. He said, I feel in a good place at the minute. I'm enjoying my football. The team is doing well and I hope that continues. Hopefully I can keep it going until the back end of the season. And as long as the team keeps winning, that's the main thing. He looks a different player, doesn't he? He looks totally different. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I think, again, self-awareness, we've been critical of him this season. I didn't really know what he did. He looked like he was very similar in the mould of Luke Young and I think that there was just only sort of one room for one of them at the start of the season but he's really been reinvigorated by the challenge of Tom O'Connor now it seems and you know the fact that he has to play really well to keep his spot in the team it's that competition for for places again and he's been excellent the past month really I mean I know Wrexham do their own sort of player of the month awards he should be up there maybe with National League Player of the Month as well because he's just been exceptional. He just looks a completely different player. It's his awareness, his reading of the game. For the goal, it's just the fact that he's the only player on the pitch who thinks to follow that ball back into the box. The finish is so well executed. It's so well considered. It's delicate. It's just so precise. And I'm just delighted for him. I'm really delighted for him because I've written him off. I think lots of us have and thought, what is the point we spent this much money on this player. <laughs> this is a football league player. Now he's looking like it. And again, that's just part of this momentum, part of this feel-good factor around the club at the moment. We've now just got so many players who, who I'm excited to watch. And long gone are the days where we used to say, if Paul Mullen doesn't perform, we lose matches now. Yeah. The other thing is we beat Boreham Wood without Jordan Davis, who had been our best player probably leading up to that game for a while. It's just so... It's just such odd, an abundance it? of riches. It's great, but it's odd. It feels odd, Rich, you know, just to have options. I mean, and, and also it gives us plenty to talk about because one week we're talking about Macalinden changing the game. 
you know, at Wealdstone and at um, at Chesterfield, Resor Johnson's late winner at Wealdstone. And then we're talking, if you go way back, I love sometimes looking back at the early podcasts, um, you know, those sort of first 10 and back in the last season. And then we have an emergency podcast with Keats going and even the sort of the early Parkinson ones we're talking about, God, the formation's got to go, um, you know, on the cusp of, you know, maybe Parky has to go. It's, it's just not working. James Jones isn't isn't right, isn't the right fit. It's what with Luke Young, Luke Young being scapegoated. Paul Mullins, our only saving grace. Maybe Jordan hadn't quite found sort of fifth gear by that point. Now, I mean, it's, it's odd for us because we don't normally do so. We normally maybe peter off a little bit by the end, but we are peaking at just the right time now, which yeah, is we've, great. Yeah, we've got the momentum. And again, I sort of think it brings it full circle that... I don't think any team wants to be playing us in the league now and nobody's going to want to come to the Kairos and so many teams still have to. So obviously with that comes the pressure. Pressure is a privilege for us and we've got to just sort of embrace that mantle. I know that when we had Morel and Crichton on, they were both saying that it was pressure that was our sort of downfall. The fact we couldn't cope with all that expectation from so many fans attending every week and expecting wins, but they're getting it now and the players are starting to believe and the other thing is, the players are starting to believe that when things do go against us, we will get a chance to put things right. And yeah, it's just been a massive sort of change in attitude and mentality, I think, over the last few weeks. And like I said, this is the week where I've started to believe we really can go up this season. But that's when the complacency has got to sort of creep in. So the challenge now is to keep our heads sort of focused on it. And yeah, who knows what lies ahead, but it's going to be an absolute roller coaster and we will be there every step of the way won't we Nave? we will indeed i'll be there bromley uh hoping i'm not too cold i'll be back from sunny spain then um i've taken myself away rich for a little solo birthday trip bit of a break not from you or the podcast but just you know to kind of reset before what is going to be a hectic you're going to try oh, find gonna... Panigate, aren't you? That's what it is. Uh, let's not let on what I'm doing. I'm just going to go and kind of stalk him out, uh, maybe. But uh, <laughs> Juan Ugarte, I mean, I could do a whole podcast just talking about how much I love that guy. But no, look, it's going to be... Oh, what a ride, Rich. It's, it's going to be emotional, one way or the other. That's what I'll say. It will be emotional. We'll either be same old, same old, and we'll, we'll be cursing and painting the sky blue with our uh, comments if it goes wrong. And if it goes right, the end of an era, the end at the end of a, a national year. But between now and then, lots of twists and turns. So stay in touch with us uh, at Rob Ryan Red. Go back and listen to some of the podcasts that Rich maybe has mentioned, the Mark Crichton and Andy Morell one's done really good numbers. That's great. Thanks for all the support on that. Go back and listen to Humphrey and Fleur talking us through various things, training ground and, you know, what happens if, if, if we don't go up and, and and what happens to Parkinson. Loads of good insight there. Loads of other ones if you want to go back and just you're feeling a bit nostalgic. Um, if we've got Curtis Obeng, Justin Mayabe, all the way from Cameroon. Louis Malt we mentioned in this pod. Louis Malt, he's there. He's a brilliant, brilliant guest. Um, and, and loads more. Adrian Chislovich, if FA Trophy is your thing, you want to be in a bit nostalgic and he talks great about uh, that final against Grimsby so yeah Rich it's uh it's exciting tickets are going to be hectic though now aren't they getting a ticket I mean I'm even debating doing Weymouth away when that rolls around in April yeah well, that's what I mean like Weymouth away and Dagenham away those sort of games sell out games and it's just gonna be 
just enjoy it while we can. Like we say, it's always going to be enjoy highs and lows, and we don't know how long this will last. Uh, maybe one day we'll just wake up and realize this has all been a dream. You know, Rob and Ryan don't actually own our club, but let's just enjoy it while we can. It's been. We'll just be red then if they don't. If they don't, we'll just be the red podcast, which yeah. would be frustrating. That's quite bad for our branding. So I hope it's not a dream. Um, yeah. And they can't ever sell us now because that would mean we'd have to go for a podcast rebrand, and that's a lot of effort, you know. So they can just stick around for a good while. Get us to the Premier League, get us into Champions League, and maybe there'll be a spot. Chelsea's on on the rope. So, look, yeah, thanks so much for all your support. Oh, Rich, it's, it's uh, I mean, I, I'm not even used to doing these sign offs. Do you want to sign us out? Because I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit ahead of my station here. Normally, I just let you do it, which is a lot easier. Yeah, back the boys, make some noise. We'll see you again next time on the Rob Brown Red podcast. Please leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll see you again next time. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 